0: Just bow our heads in prayer. Father, we ask that your word would speak. Lord Jesus, we ask that we would hear your word. And Holy Spirit, help us to fulfill your word. I pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Shattered. That one word describes what COVID-19 has done in the last 15 months. Relationships of all kinds have been shattered. Just some examples. Grandparents can't be with their grandchildren because they live in a different province. Teachers and students are struggling to do the education piece that's so important and parents are in that struggle as well. Cultural events and and sporting events are are just mere um, uh, well they've almost evaporated around us. And churches have been shattered as well. We can't support one another when a loved one dies at a funeral. Or we can't have the joy of being with people at a wedding. And we, have, we can't meet to eat together and to be together. I'm retired, as you know, but I'm in touch with clergy here and in Canada and also in Europe. And I need to tell you that they are exhausted because everything about ministry for them has been shattered as well. And and they are struggling. So I invite you to pray for the active clergy that you know. um, Because they need your prayer and they need your support. And then you can hardly turn on the television or or radio or look in the paper and see this uh, almost tsunami of mental health issues of all ages as people try to work their way through this COVID pandemic. So life as we once knew it has been shattered. We, though, are people of faith. And so I'd like to take us on a very short journey of faith. And so that's why we're going to look at Psalm 46, because it begins with a frightening image the Earth gives way. the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. The waters roar and form and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging i can I can maybe you can as well feel the ground kind of shaking underneath your feet with the earthquakes and seeing the tsunami hit uh, and devastating and and the avalanches that are happening and so it 's a very disturbing image that the psalmist paints. But then, in the midst of his life being shattered, he writes these words of faith. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. So the psalmist moves from the reality of what's happening all around him to another reality, faith and so we'll start this short journey of uh, of faith and it begins with Christmas you can think maybe that might cool us down a little bit (laughs) and um, there was a time of war time of famine time of fear when the prophet Isaiah spoke these words you know them well the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And later, Matthew, in his own time of unrest and turmoil and war, centuries later, explains in his gospel that the word Emmanuel means God with us. And that's precisely what the psalmist was saying in verse 7. He wrote, The Lord Almighty is with us. Emmanuel. He is our fortress. And to make that point, he says it again in verse 11. So he says it twice The Lord Almighty is with us. And his words were spoken as Jerusalem was surrounded by an army of the Assyrians. And the Assyrians were one of the most cruel and violent people the world has ever seen. And they were going to take Jerusalem. And they failed. Because God was with his people. But at the time, they didn't know that until it happened in front of them. So Psalm 46 begins with fearful events. But the writer moves the attention of the reader that Emmanuel is with them. And he is with us now. So this journey of faith, I would invite us to move our attention from COVID and all that it has shattered to Emmanuel, who is with us. Then our journey moves on to the epistle that we heard read today, chapter 4, and it reminds us that while God is with us, life can be very difficult. Paul writes about feeling hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted and being struck down he's writing about his life and as we read his life as we read the epistles that he's written we realize that his life was was one of struggle and difficulty pain and suffering he was stoned more than once his words I think could be echoed by many of us here today because many of us are feeling hard-pressed. I certainly feel perplexed from time to time. Some of us are under financial pressure. And mental health issues can make us feel that we have been struck down or even persecuted. In the midst of his feelings, Paul takes us to that next part of our journey, the cross cross of jesus he writes in verse 10 we always carry around in our bodies the death of jesus and this is part of our faith too emmanuel died on the cross for us you remember at the crucifixion darkness came over the whole land and the sun stopped shining it was a time of darkness it was designed to be a dark time. Last week, and that darkness wasn't just physical, it was also spiritual, it was also emotional. And so last week I was talking to a person I know well in Toronto, and they said to me, I'm just so done with COVID, I'm just, I'm just done because they're basically confined to their house. They, they feel they can't get out and walk around. And uh, we're tired. We're all tired. And some people feel dead inside right now. And as people of faith, we can talk to Jesus in prayer about these feelings, just as Paul wrote about his feelings in his letter. Because part of our journey of faith is living with the darkness that we have in our lives. I think the reformer Martin Luther captured this darkness in his hymn, you probably know it, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He actually used Psalm 46 as his inspiration for that hymn, and he wrote in part, For still our ancient foe, Satan, doth seek to work us woe, his craft and power great, and armed with cruel hate on earth is not his equal. It's dark. And Paul wrote about its darkness, but in writing about it, he also said even though he was hard pressed, he wasn't crushed. When we may feel persecuted, we don't have to be in despair. When we are persecuted, God doesn't abandon us. God never abandons us. And when we may feel that we have been struck down in one way or another, we're not destroyed. One of the reasons I'm a Christian is that our faith does not negate nor minimize the darkness of life. Rather, it affirms that we will all go through those times in our lives and now with covid we're going through those times together as people of faith and so we move on in this journey of faith this brief journey of faith from the darkness because three days later jesus what happened to jesus he what what happened he rose yes what did he rise, rise from? He rose from the dead. Imagine that power. And I think Luther captures this as well, when he says, "Did we, in our own strength, confide? Our striving would be losing. We're not the right man on our side. The man of God, the man of God's own choosing, does ask." who that might be? Christ Jesus. It is he, Lord, his name from age to age. He must win the battle. And that's what Easter is all about. He did. And so Paul picks up on that. And in verse 14, he says, we know that the one who raised the Lord from the dead will also raise us, with Jesus, and present us with you to himself. And all this, he says, is for our benefit, so that the grace that was reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow the glory of God. And as I was reading this passage and preparing, I was reminded of my grandmother, McKenna, Nanny McKenna, and uh, every once in a while she'd say, Glory! (laughs) And, uh, and, yeah, glory. We are living in that glory of the resurrection for us. Therefore, Paul concludes, we do not lose heart. Many years ago, Mary Lee and Catherine and I visited a dear friend of ours in England. Um, uh, she actually was our landlady. And uh, she now was living at that point in a, an assisted uh, living home. And so we hadn't seen her for quite some time. And we were all shocked to see uh, all the physical deterioration that was taking place in her life. And so we left very, very concerned for her. Some months later, I, I met a mutual friend in Canada who also knew uh, Peggy well. And I described what I had seen. He paused And he looked me in the eye, and he said, actually, he asked, is she in good heart? And I I literally was kind of taken aback by that question because I was focused on Peggy's physical self. And it took a moment for me to realize that what Jim was doing was changing my focus from the physical to her spirit. And so then I realized that Peggy was in good heart. She loved Jesus. She knew Jesus loved her and was with her. She knew what Jesus had done for her on the cross. She knew her sins were forgiven. She had lived and continued to live her life in God's love and power power of the resurrection. She was in good heart. I'm so grateful that Jim changed my focus from the physicality to her heart and to her spirit. And that's what faith does. We name the darkness in our lives. It's real. But we also look to Jesus and his spirit and his heart. So much of what we took for granted a year and a half ago has crumbled like the mountains we heard about in Psalm 46 crashing into the sea. So much of what we have lived is shattered. On this very short journey of faith, at each step on this journey, we have heard words that were written in unprecedented times, that were written in dark times when life was shattered. But they are also words of faith that invite us. Isaiah invites us. Matthew invites us. Paul invites us. Luther invites us. The writer of the psalm invites us shift our focus from the physical to the spirit, to the heart and focus on the deeper things of God who is with them and with us in the midst. And so that's where we as the people of faith can live today. We are living in dark times. Our, th- our faith though invites us to name, the darkness, but also to change our focus and take a deeper look at Jesus, our Emmanuel, who is our refuge, who is our strength, and ever-present help in trouble. And therefore, we, like Paul, do not lose heart. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, thank you for the people who wrote these words of faith in the midst of all that they were experiencing. Words that didn't negate what they were experiencing, but words of faith that pointed to you. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you were born like we are, that you live like we lived, that you experience darkness and death so you know what it's like when we experience it and you won't abandon us we thank you that you were raised from the dead in that power and glory and so Holy Spirit guide our steps walk with us remind us that you are with us so that we do not lose heart. I pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.